I'm Tucker, and this is Sceneplay. On this episode, we're going to be playing a game called Danger Patrol, which is also by John Harper, like Lady Blackbird. We really like this guy. You can find his stuff at 17design.com. And Danger Patrol is a very fun game, a very exciting game, and a game that has a lot of roles. So there's going to be a little more bumping of the mics than we normally have, and it's also a game that went a little longer. It's about an hour and a half, all told. So I don't know. You can make of that what you will. And this is the first part. There will probably be three parts, and I hope you enjoy it. See you on the other side. Today we're going to be playing a game which is called Danger Patrol, and Danger Patrol is a game by John Harper, who also wrote Lady Blackbird, which is another system that I'm running a game with that will come out before this. And so the way that this game works is we are doing a pulp sort of 60s to 50s uh, pull-off, so it's a very retro-feeling thing. And John Harper gives me an opening speech. Uh, Henry, do you want to read the opening speech for me? Uh, Sure. We're going to play Danger Patrol, an action-adventure retro sci-fi game. The idea is to create the episodes of a 50s-style TV show in the vein of the old Flash Gordon and Buck Rogers serials, with maybe a dash of the Venture Bros, Star Wars, and Indiana Jones. You're all going to play members of the elite Danger Patrol, special super-powered crime fighters who protect Rocket City from evil Stygian adepts, the nefarious agents of the Crimson Republic, rampaging monsters set loose by mad scientists, and other crazy threats. To make your Danger Patrol hero, you're going to pick a style and a role. Your style tells us what kind of being you are, a robot, a mystic, a cybernetic atomic, or something else. And your role tells us what your job is on the team, a super spy agent, an elite soldier's commando, a wily detective, etc. And do you want to go ahead and introduce yourself, and we'll introduce the characters later. So just go ahead and say your name and a fun fact about you. Uh, I'm Henry, a um, friend of Tucker's, playing the Frisbee team with him. I also snowboard a lot, which I try and convince Tucker to do, but he likes skiing more. I'm Patrick. I'm also on the Frisbee team with Tucker. And a fun fact about me is I am I was born May 27th, 1995. <laughs> uh, Matthias, I'm also a friend of Tucker's, also playing on the Frisbee team. There uh, might be a theme there. And fun fact about me is that... I am incredibly ticklish. Okay. So now I'm going to talk a little bit about the setting. First thing, and it's a big one. The earth was destroyed 50 years ago in the atomic wars. Just before the end, hundreds of rocket ships escaped earth. Most of them went to Mars where the richest man in the solar system, millionaire Hamilton Hawks had built a giant utopian city of the future called rocket city. Rocket City is all Art Deco, silvery spires, glass, chrome, and steel. It's a vertical city of many levels with skyscrapers, perhaps thousands of feet tall, sprawling, rather, across Olympus Mons. Everyone gets around via a rocket car funneled into magnetically controlled traffic lanes. Magna Zeppelins cruise majestically at the highest altitudes, carrying heavy cargo across the massive city, which is about 100 times larger than New York. Everything has a retro style, including the robot service station attendants who wear smart white uniforms and wash your windshield while they gas up your rocket car. The Mighty Atom newspaper is delivered every morning to most homes and is sold on floating traffic islands by boys in newsy caps. Radio dramas are very popular, as are the brand new videoscape programs. Motion picture theaters show films in black and white with sounds for five cents a pop. 
And so Rocket City is the center of the universe, and that's where you guys are hanging out. And we're going to start the show now. So the way we're going to consider this is we're imagine it's an old serial on TV. So think Venture Brothers or something more actually from that time period. But we're going to talk about camera angles when we're doing scenes. We're going to talk about what the setting is, what's going on, what the facial expressions of our characters are. And we can talk about zooming in, zooming out, cutting away, star wipes, all the fun things. And we're going to start with the opening teaser. So each of you have a risk communicator um, on you, and we're going, and those are going to beep, and they beep with a very fun and exciting noise that I haven't thought of, but the listeners at home, I'm sure, can figure out on their own. <laughs> and the and so we're just gonna go to each person. So Ty, do you want to say? So your character is at home in his front lawn playing some sort of sport with his son. Uh, what sport are you playing? And can you describe your character and things that we can notice just by seeing them? All right. So, Sir Sibilantia, Sans Silence of the Cyclic Orbit, is playing the most sophisticated game available to those on Mars, which is Mystic Croquet. <laughs> it involves what would normally be croquet hoops, uh, that are instead portals to another dimension. So every time your ball goes through the tee, it comes out as another creature, mm -hmm. another shape. May might not come out at all. The games can last anywhere from 30 seconds to eternity. And he is playing with his son, uh, the sporting image of himself, complete with a full handlebar mustache, uh, dressed in identical black and yellow jumpsuits which are the most practical way to get around the universe and plunge into the, uh, the abyss of eldritch knowledge that is so commonly found on the moons and planetoids in the solar system. All right, sounds good. Henry, uh, where and whom is your character haunting at the beginning of this episode? So Milo Masterson, um, one of the top graduates of the... Uh, the flight academy on Mars, uh, heir apparent to the Masterson kitchen appliance fortune, um, and mostly but not entirely deceased, um, is currently haunting. Um, Should we pause? Yeah. <laughs> well, it oh, seems like well, we're here. they left. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, would, it would take a lot to kick us out at this point. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, as I was saying, Milo yes. Masterson um, is currently following around. Um, the, the eldest of the um, Howards, uh, rival appliance family. Um, this would be actually Missy Howard, the, the grandmother of um, the current owner of the Howard Appliance Company, um, John Howard, um, and he's kind of giving her a hard time with the dishwasher. All right, and what menial job is Brash96 currently working and looks really out of place doing? Brash96, so always I've wanted to do the trash. And I like, get all the trash off the streets. And so back in my hometown, I like I formed a, a unit with my friends when we grew up. And we just were a local trash group. Cool. And what does Brash 96 look like? Very tall, at least 6'5". But at the same time, not too tall. Like he, His face doesn't look very tall, and he's very handsome. <laughs> cool. And what is Brash 96 wearing? Brash 96 is wearing... 
flannel line jeans and a rocket ship like jacket. Oh, like the jacket has a rocket ship it's on it? It's in the shape of a rocket ship, yeah. The, oh. Oh. <laughs> All right. I like but With it. the flannel line jeans that are heat proof. Okay. Yeah, I should have mentioned actually, um, Milo's wearing the, the red nightcap and tan boxers he died in. <laughs> found a way to change out of those. Yes, <laughs> figured it out. Awesome. And so now we have a splash scene where uh, the frame is cut into those three different things. So each corner has a person and, and every risk communicator beeps and your boss, who is the great and well-known uh, master Nicholson. Um, you hear him over the, you hear him over the phone. Danger. Oh, wait, what's, what the fuck is the name of this game? Danger, danger patrol. patrol danger i don't said danger danger patrol you're needed uh hello who is this it, it's it's me it's your boss i'm master nicholson i'm There's sorry the, wait, the, who? The, the spectral <laughs> waves from my body interfere with this this risk communicator and i often forget where i am oh right danger patrol yeah what's up Dan- well you see there has been this disturbance in the city somebody is trying to create a portal to the malcarian uh to the Malkarian realm and there's this and then uh underneath the show there's there's like a gasp sound from the from the listening audience even though there isn't a listening audience he's like you've got to go do something it's on 4th and 78th should we assemble there go now can I not wait half an hour I'm Partway through my mystic croquet game with my son, who I get to spend very little time with. Sibilancia, you must leave now. I'm going now. My rocket ship is fired up. I'll meet I you must. there, Brash. Yeah. <laughs> and so you, you, all, you all are flying there. And what does each of your flying vehicles look like? Mine is the rocket ship that is my jacket. Ah. <laughs> uh, I get around using a personal propulsion device that is a... Uh, rocket ship that looks like a hang glider but has a little bit of an air pocket down over my face so I can breathe in outer space <laughs> well being a incorporeal being I could kind of just float around but when I want to appear as though I'm riding something I usually ride around on a one speed bike <laughs> <laughs> also remember that That's your th- yeah okay good and so each, each as you're getting there, there a dark. So we'll start with we'll start with Brash. So Brash is flying through these magnetic lanes of traffic, um, so, sort of weaving, going by people. Uh, do you guys have any like sirens or anything that let you go faster, or do you just kind of have to make it through on your own? I have like a little like flashing light I can turn on on my bike and a bell. <laughs> I have a bullhorn. <laughs> I just shout at passerby. I'm just like very fast. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, the atomic daredevil Brash is fly- is flying through the, s- the sheets, and then this dark figure um, walks out from on top of a building and jumps and lands on Brash, c- carrying a knife and trying to stab at him. What does Brash do? Brash heats up and makes the thing you burn off, and then speeds off. Oh, so you try to like make your jetpack aim at him and try to burn him to pieces. But by going faster, I would get like hotter. And that would be harder for him to be on me. Why would he be touching me if I was really, really hot? And that would also have a dual effect of making me go faster. <laughs> Excellent. All right. So that sounds like a daredevil role. And so what you're going to do is you're going to take, so you're going to start with your daredevil skill, which is the D12. 
And so pick, so pick up this die, which is 12 sides. And now you have the choice. Is there, do you want to add any of your uh, bonus dice from equipment that you're using? So maybe rocket pack would make sense here. You also don't have to. Yeah, I want to add my rocket pack point. Okay. So for using your rocket pack, you're going to check off um, that that mark right there, which is saying I'm used it for this scene, which doesn't which doesn't like you're not it's not broken or anything, but for the scene you can't use it again to get a bonus die. You can still use it normally. So now you get that bonus D10 die. Is there any other equipment that you're using in this thing, or are you just going? All right, you're just going. And now we have the the heart of the system, which is danger. So you can choose to add more threats and dangers to yourself and get more dice to roll because of that. So say that you say that, oh, instead of a knife, he actually has a sword or or some other uh, really aggressive weapon or some way that he can attach to you better. Then you can get di- you can get dice for that. So it's kind of like a risk reward yeah, type of thing. Yeah. yeah, but and but adding danger uh, is useful in that it can let you get power tokens, which let you use your cool special powers. So the more danger you put yourself in, the better the better you do. Oh yeah. And when you get a, and so. Yeah, and that, that's a big thing. And then there are a couple other things about danger. So if you get to really high levels of danger, so once you get onto the second sheet, so if you look at you have a paper clip that's attached, and for every danger die, you move up one of those little blips. Whenever you hit one of the blips that has the energy symbol on it, you get to pick up a power token. Is that ever going to go back down? Or, um, or yeah, is that like so for a scene by scene? Yeah, basis? Scene, gotcha. so it'll go back down between scenes. Okay, so when you're at full danger... And so, so wait, I, get, I would get one here and then here and then um, so you'd move one by one So if you took yeah. three danger dice for this, yeah, exactly you'd get one at those okay. And the other things when you get to really high danger you get um, multipliers on your dice so Starting on the second page well on the second page for Pat and on the second to last danger spot for the rest of you guys you get a multiplier on your skill dice to start so if Pat was at um, it was at the at the double multiplier danger. He'd get two twelve um, sided dice to roll at the beginning. And so, because Pat's a daredevil person, he can have more multipliers. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Excellent. Yeah, and that's the and. But the other thing about danger is it does put you in danger. So if you roll poorly, then I get to make attacks back at you functionally. And so if you see the dangers are all tied to boxes that have different levels. So bashed, stunned, injured, KO'd, vaporized. Mm -hmm. So if you're all the way below the vaporized box on your danger level and you roll five threats, it's called, or not five. If you roll four threats, then you're going to take vaporized or something equally bad. I don't want to be vaporized. Sound very nice. Not get vaporized. Yeah. So it's not sound good. So being so the mechanics follow the fiction. So being in danger puts you in danger. Okay. Okay. Cool. I like that. All right. So that said, Pat, do you want to add any danger to the situation? I'm pretty sure that this was a coordinated attack by. Okay. So there's more. Was playing. (laughs) So there's a ship ahead. Oh, that's there's a planning ship. to ambush me, and he was just distracting me. All right, and so we'll say that this ship is at the center of um, whatever streets I said before, and I'm gonna go ahead and start drawing a little bit. Those are some nifty streets. Oh yeah, yeah. 
It's a very oh, well, well, this is like sidewalk. Those are so like this is like an walks. intersection yeah. kind of a, thing? Yeah, exactly. It's a very well-planned city. Mm -hmm. Yeah, this is a good city. I like this city. <laughs> I'm taking town planning, and it suggested this is a good city. I can see why I chose to live yep. here. <laughs> yeah. Not only for the fact that it's one of the few places left to live. So there's a traffic circle. There's a image of our founder, who is Hamilton Hawkins. Um, in the there. So there's a statue. Um, and so we're going to say... Pat, your character, and this, and so the twenty-sided dice are going to represent your characters on the map. So, Pat, you're running here, and you have a cultist of Malkaria hanging on to you. So that dude, and then, what's the name of this ship, Pat? That's in front of you. And what does it look like? Um, yeah, you probably have to be closer to the mic too. Yeah, it's the it's. It's the yellow Avenger. <laughs> All right, so the yellow Avenger. And Henry, what does the yellow Avenger look like? The yellow Avenger is, it's a very spiky ship. Um, oh kind of in the shape of a banana if you laid it sideways and then added <laughs> spikes all over it, kind of fitting that they're calling it the Yellow Avenger. Um, and right in the middle uh, at the top is this big like turret, this guy yeah, yeah. standing there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Sounds good, and so so that so you get a, you get as much danger dice as you like because of that. You can take up to three. Two. What does it say? Two. Wait, oh no no no! I'm just saying, I take up to three. I want to do two. Yeah, you want to so take two from that bowl, and then you can also ask us to add dangers if you want to put even more danger upon yourself. So could we could we potentially add danger without? Pat has, to ask, Pat, Pat has to ask for it if okay. it's during a roll. But you can add things whenever. I see. Well, <laughs> uh, Brash96, do you want more danger? Um, I'll take some danger. All right, I got one. Okay. So the yellow Avenger releases an electromagnetic pulse that scrambles the, uh, the magnetic uh, traffic lanes. So as Pat's trying to fly towards the yellow Avenger, the cars start crisscrossing, adding more obstacles to his path. Okay, sounds good. Yeah, and go ahead and take another die. That sounds good. That I sounds think. good. All right, so you get to add um, three ticks to your danger level. So that's the, so move your paperclip up, and since you hit three, you get a power token. So just put that on your sheet and know that you have that. Which it, and power tokens let you activate your two special abilities. Um, that one's tied to your style, one's tied to your role, and power tokens also just let you do cool stuff and have cool stuff happen if that's ne if that's necessary. Though you're doing cool stuff all the time. But you can spend a power token to have like something fortuitous happen. Like, mm. oh, there just so happens to be a rocket launcher right here, sort of yeah. deal. All right, so now you're gonna roll, Pat. All of them at once. All of them at once. Put them on the table. Okay, so everything that is above a four is a hit. Everything that is below of a four is a miss. <coughs> so you hit. You have four hits and one threat. Sorry, is it above a four or four and above? Four, four and above. above. Gotcha. Okay. For now. It, once you get, so when you're stunned, the next roll, everything has to be five or above for it to be a hit. And then if you're injured, it's, there's another thing, but I don't remember off the top I of see. my head. All right. And. So that's bad that Pat just took a bunch of hits. He just only took no. one. No, no, Pat, no, Pat hit a oh, bunch of times. Oh, hit four times and only got hit once. Yeah, no, that was good. So, all right. So uh, the 
so the you destroy this cultist. Um, okay. So you, you you go so fast that he, his hands just sort of like burn off a little bit, and he falls off you. And so you're going free. However, the Yellow Avenger um, has seen you, and we cut to inside the Yellow Avenger, and somebody has and there's a targeting. There's not a targeting computer because it's the 1950s, but there's a guy looking through one of those uh, scopes that you have in submarine. And, oh, yeah, periscope, yeah, yeah, periscope, and which is po- pointing out of the top of the yellow Avenger, which is now starting to sound like the yellow submarine. <laughs> and he says, "We have lock," and so I'm going to put danger die on the yellow Avenger. So next time you roll, Pat, there's going to be a. We're going to roll that. I'm going to roll this die, and it only counts for threats and not for hits, if that makes okay. sense. Cool. Cool. All right. So, Ty, mm-hmm. you, uh, you're, you're, going, you're going along. You're f- flying in your hang glider type thing. Uh, we'll say you're coming from the uh, northwest. Yeah. Northwest. All right. Yeah, I would definitely live in the northwest part of the city. <laughs> we, we know a lot about this city. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's where all the explorers hang out. It's kind of their home base. They're, they're home away from their adventuring life. Perfect. Um, and so you're flying in. You want to put your die there? Sure. And another cultist is standing on a roof at the edge of the intersection and aims a grappling gun at you. Aims a grappling gun at me. And fires to try to hook on and pull himself up onto you. All right. What do you do? Hmm. Well, I see the glint of the grappling gun, and immediately I retract my hang glider and attempt to land on top of the cultist. All right. Sounds good. So that's a roll. And that is probably... That sounds like either a flyboy or a daredevil. I think that's more of a daredevil role because I'm not like piloting anything. I'm yeah. trying to jump on someone. No, that makes sense. All right. So start with your daredevil um, skill. Okay. Um, which is an eight. Yep, that's the eight one. And now do you are you using any equipment for this? Um, yeah, I'm going to use my... Uh, going to use my rocket pack to try to guide my uh, descent more gracefully. Nice. Love that. Yeah. So now you get a uh, 10-sider from the bonus dice. The bonus and you can do dice. another one if you like. Uh, nope. I think I'll stick with those two. All right. And what do you want for danger? All right. Well, the cultist notices that I uh, I am in descent onto him. So instead of just a grappling hook, he's also got an... Uh, he pulls out a sort of odd device that shoots glowing rings that would slow my descent and cause me to land far too early. <laughs> nice. Right. Sounds good. So I don't know how much danger that would be. You can in. take as much or as much or as little as you like. That seems like it's seems not like three. Seems like relatively low yeah, danger. Yeah. It's like low danger. <laughs> it's, Most are just slow down yeah, at the just, edge of the building. Yeah, exactly. So I'll say that's like one danger die. Okay. And you can add something else if you like or you can ask us to add stuff. Sure. Henry, you want to add some danger? Uh, sure. I'll add some danger. So native to Mars, there are these, um, <laughs> things that look kind of like if you took a bird, but instead of wings, it just had, um, very many little tendrils that float around and cause it to levitate. And uh, a flock of these things, um, speeds towards you as you make your descent. Um, and combined with the slow descent, these otherwise slow moving birds suddenly present a huge hazard as you try and find your way to the building. What are these birds called? Um, these birds are called greebles. 
flock of greebles. It's a little flock of greebles. Ah, greebles, I know them well. <laughs> a cursed pestilence upon Mars. All right. The, so is that you, another? That can be one or two. I know I'll take two from that. All right, sounds good. It's a big good. flock of they're, greebles. They're venomous. They're, they're, they're venomous. <laughs> venomous greebles, the only kind. <laughs> All right. All right, and go ahead and roll. All right, so, yeah, yeah, I'm good with that. All right. So, uh, again, you have three hits, and so that's enough to take out that cultist. I count four. Oh, yeah. you count four hits. That's still enough to take out that cultist. So how do you defeat this cultist? Well, my, uh, my descent goes exactly as planned, and among a cacophony of shrieking calls and feathers, I land on top of the cultist and send him stumbling backwards where he pitches over the side of the building and falls to an untimely death. And is hit by a rocket car as it goes by, and there are screaming children, <laughs> and it's terrifying. However, the problem is that these flock of greebles, they're really not liking you right oh, now. No. They're really angry. And so you now have a full flock of greebles in pursuit of you, and I'm adding a threat die to them. Okay. Okay, Henry. So Milo is on his bike going... He's, he's actually on the ground, which there's no traffic. So. so so Milo, being kind of in and out of this world, has uh, he's very in tune with danger, having experienced his own demise. And he can kind of sense in some way that his friends are in trouble. Um, and recognizing this, um, he decides that it's time to transform the bike. Um, <laughs> and it turns out this bike, this is a very special bike. Um, this is, in fact, Milo Masterson's custom um Z100 uh, Starfighter that he uh, received uh, for graduating from the Mars Flight Academy. So he uh, transforms his bike, hops into the cockpit, and speeds towards the action. All right, and as he speed and as the bike is transforming, in front of him stands a dark figure wielding a flail. And the figure looks at its flail for a second, shakes its head, puts the flail away, and picks out a gun and aims to shoot you. What does Milo do? Um. Hmm. Well, Milo um, knows the ins and out of this craft very well, obviously, and knows where its weak points and strong points are, and attempts to, as it is transforming, dive in front of one of the pieces of armor plating. All right. Um, that sounds like a... That's interesting. That's kind of a... I feel like that's kind of a commando-y kind of move. There's yeah. some army knowledge going on there. Yeah. Sounds good. Um, yeah. And so that starts with your commando. Right. And yeah. do you want to use any, uh, machinery or gear in this role? Um, let's see. I will, I'll use, I will use the flashbang on my utility belt to try and distract the dark figure as he's doing this. Uh, your utility mask. Utility belt. Oh, belt. That's Utility belt. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sounds good. And so you get a, the green D10. That one. And now do you want any danger to come along with this? Um, I would, I imagine there's danger involved in this. I don't know if I personally am aware of the danger of this situation, but I'm sure it's out there. Okay. If someone else wants to jump in. So to me, that sounds like uh, there is a rumbling uh 
great loud sound coming from the center of the square and the very, very tall statue of our, of our buddy Hamilton um, is starting to tip down towards you. Oh, and man. so, but as you dive out of the way of the cultist, you might not be able to notice that this statue is falling towards you. Well, that sounds pretty bad. It does sound pretty bad. That sounds like some at least two danger. Yep. Man. So I grab these. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Falling statue. <laughs> <laughs> to make matters worse, this statue is holding um, holding the symbol of Rocket City, which is in fact a rocket, a very pointy rocket. <laughs> Hamilton has oh, it no. in his hand, and it looks like the point <laughs> might just hit me square. All right, is there any other danger? Well, not only this is a very accurate statue mm-hmm. of our city's founder, so <laughs> the rocket is not only pointy, but it is also spitting flames out its backside, <laughs> adding some speed to the descent. Uh, some speed like to the descent. Yeah, it's a rocket-powered falling statue. <laughs> All right, sounds good. All right, so I'll give these a roll. Mm-hmm. Okay. Ooh. <laughs> oh, so, so I only we... get two hits on then. All right, so you get two hits, which does dispatch the cultist. Oh, sorry, that should put me in three danger too. Mm-hmm. So that does dispatch the cultist. However, you don't see the statue falling on you. So the statue falls on the cultist, but I guess it also falls on me. Well, it, it hasn't hit you yet, but it's certainly on its way. And that rocket looks very pointy and very scary. Okay. <laughs> so do that. And then a threat die goes there. And you're also, the cultist is going to get a hit on, in on you. So just take one bashed. Okay. Those damn cultists. <laughs> Those damn cultists. Okay. So to define the current situation, we have a topward view because that's exactly how I'm looking at this because it's a map. And you see a falling s- statue and next to that a very yellow Avenger, a very yellow Avenger, <laughs> which is mildly banana shaped and very spiky. And there's a large cannon trained on the flying brash 96. Now, what kind of cannon is this? Is this like a ray cannon? Is it like a laser cannon? What does it shoot? <laughs> I don't know, Ty. Is it a ray cannon? Is it a laser cannon? What does it shoot? Well, given the Malkarian's uh, propensity for spiky things, this is in fact a harpoon cannon. <laughs> oh, I love me some harpoon cannons. <laughs> All right. Um, meanwhile, in the background, we have. Um, our sir of uh, the cyclic orbit being chased by a flock of venomous grievals and uh and most recently milo is underneath the statue that is falling very quickly towards him does somebody have something they want to do right now yeah i would like to first just like use my atomic speed okay to go knock that tower down and like move it so it doesn't fall on the ghost boy all right (laughs) ghost boy boy milo (laughs) All right, sounds good. So that's definitely a roll. Um, what, what do we think that is? Um, wait, I, I'm going to tell you what that is. That's going to be a daredevil again. That's definitely a daredevil. Mm-hmm. That seems like. Mm-hmm. And so start with that, and then you get 1d10 for using your atomic speed. So it's uh, the atomic speed is a power, right? Yeah, atomic speed is a power. Okay. And it, Well, atomic speed is gear technically okay. so like the powers are the thing that, that ah, cost money you, I got you, I got so you. like pat's character all the time is super fast and super strong but so you can use this to aid his right exactly. exactly all right gotcha and so you can use another gear if you want to get uh eight-sided die on that uh you also don't have to mm, no. 
Okay. And now do you want to add some danger to this? Mm. Yeah. I think as I walk up to the ship or to the falling building, I realize it was also going to explode. (laughs) Get it far away quickly. Okay. I like it. And find a way to get it away from everybody. All right. Sounds good. So you can probably take... You can probably take three for that. That seems excessive. <laughs> <laughs> that is now the exploding rocket Hamilton statue. <laughs> that is that is one dangerous statue. It's a, there's a big public health risk right there. All right. And do you want any more danger on this roll? Mm. I'll accept danger. All right, I got one. So <laughs> although... Although uh, Brash managed to melt the cultist who was riding on his back, the cultist did succeed in placing a tracker beacon, a targeting a targeting beacon on uh, Brash's back, which is what is enabling the Yellow Avenger to train his harpoon gun on him. Oh, that's right. And I'm, I'm going to say it's going to fire a missile uh, at him, ch- chasing him from behind. So you take another two danger on that. <laughs> Can I respond in the story? <laughs> yeah. Okay. I think my plan is to take the... the statue far away from the city with the tracking beam and then i'm just gonna put the tracking beam on the statue Statue. and come back all right sounds good we'll see how that works for you all right that's a threat that's a threat that's a threat hit hit threat (laughs) (laughs) okay so you've three hits and so you've picked up the statue. The statue is no longer in danger. Oh, wait. I forgot to roll these two. <laughs> Give me a second. Oh, so those are two hit. That's two hit. Oh, no, they don't count as hits because they're um, on those. But, they, but you don't take any more threats from that. Very athletic. So I will say that you have picked up the statue and you're now flying with the statue. However, you're s- so we're going to move you over here and... Exploding Hammy, who's taking a tumble, is over here. Uh, And then there is a missile behind you, um, which we'll just put that there. Um, It's not a cultist. It's a missile. Can I acrobat dodge it? Uh, We'll come back to you. Um, But (laughs) And and so we're just going to leave you in that situation with you carrying the statue and the the missile. But we do see in a quick thing that one uh first move your danger up for the five that we did (laughs) um so in addition to the missile the gun the gun of the yellow avenger took one took one quick shot at you and you're going to take a full hit which means that you're going to mark stunned and on your next roll we'll we'll talk about it but on your next roll only fives and sixes are going to count as hits Uh well i see so sir sir lancia while he's being chased by these greebles, uh looks down and sees Brash's predicament. And he sees the missile tracking him and comes up with a, a quick-thinking plan. Now, in his many travels, Sir Siblantia has encountered greebles before, and he knows their ways. So he's going to tame them and direct them to act as flares for Brash. <laughs> All right, I like that. That's definitely an explorer for you. All right. Which so is your best skill, so that's a 12. Yeah, 12-sided. All right. Are you using any of your equipment to help tame these greebles? Yes, I'm going to use the uh, my strange alien artifact. Which is? Well, no one's quite sure what it does. 
but the closest we can come is it serves as a sort of universal translator. So right. it, it enables me to, uh, to communicate with all the various fauna and sometimes flora that I encounter <laughs> across the galaxy. <laughs> Fantastic. All right, so mark that and take a 10-sider from the bonus dice. Okay. I should mark that as well. Mm -hmm. uh, you, can you can also mark another thing if you want to get another die. Okay. Um, Which would be a D8 in that case. Tucker, just an aside, do I need to I use that vehicle thing? Did you use it for the die to roll? No, I didn't use it to roll. So you don't you only need to mark those pluses if you roll if you roll with that. Okay. So I think I'm just gonna do these two. Alright, any danger? Um No, I think I'm good with this. Alright, sounds good. So I'm gonna do you guys want to offer any danger? Or? No, this well, seems relatively low threat yes. to me. Low threat. All right. <laughs> Let's see if I can tame them. All right. I don't know what that is. So, wow. two misses. Uh, well, I, I, I hearken back to a time in the past okay. that I was beset by a, a raging horde of uh, hounds. Okay. Of, uh, we'll say, uh, deadly viper hounds from uh, Titan. <laughs> and I remember <laughs> that in that situation, I was able to focus um, my internal energy that I developed through years of, uh, of mystic practices. And with that sort of uh, interspecies communication, calm the hounds in their pursuit of me. Okay. Which which gives me new insight into uh, dealing with these birds. All right. Is that, is that a skill that you're yeah, using? Yeah, it's a skill. That's, a, that's my been there, done that. All right. And what, is, what does the text of that say? So you've been from one end of the solar system to the other and seen it all. Once per scene, you can re-roll the failed dice in a roll by narrating a quick flashback to a previous adventure when you dealt with a similar situation. All right. Sounds good. Go ahead and re-roll. So I'm going to re-roll the failed dice. Hopefully I can do better than that. All right, you do Much it. Better. <laughs> you hit it. So those those are two hits. So you do calm them. All right. Right. So part so part of the way this game works is everything. So the difficulty is determined in the number of hits. All right. right. Yep. So I have a I have a number in my head for when you when you said I'm gonna try to tame these. Oh, mm -hmm. I need to roll this as well. So that's going to be a mild threat, which we'll deal in a second. But so you're trying to, so I had like, so specifically here, I said, okay, you need to, if you want to tame these, you're going to need to hit three. Okay. And if you're going to actually redirect them and be able to get them to go fly to their death in front of this missile, you're going to need to get five hits on okay. that. Well, and I that can take, now. yeah. So and I've, that, I've calmed and, them. Yeah. And so that can take place over time. But for now you've calmed them, which means that I'm going to remove this threat die from them. Okay. However, when you weren't paying attention, the Yellow Avenger spotted you and turned oh, no. around and is now training its gun on you. Uh-oh. All right. Well, as all of this has been happening, Milo, um, shaken but not stirred after <laughs> witnessing a narrow miss uh, with the statue of dear old Hammy, um, collects himself and hops into his now fully transformed Z100, um, lovingly named Valerie, um, and uh, begins to speed towards the Yellow Avenger. All right. And what 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 are you aiming to do? What's the goal? Um, I mean, at this point, I'm just aiming to get rid of it. Um, maybe I throw on my afterburners and switch into my um, 
my battering ram configuration of the Z100 and just <laughs> attempt to take it out in one hit. All right. I think that's going to be my um, my vehicle customization. Yeah, sounds good. So now it looks like a battering ram. ram. And that is definitely da- that's definitely a daredevil piloting a vehicle. So start with your 12. I feel like that's a flyboy. Oh, flyboy, rather. Yeah. Yeah, I would Fly- yeah that's what I meant to say. And now, and so you get one of those for using it. Do you want to pick up, do you want to use something else uh, in terms of technology? This. So if I've already used my utility belt, that's out, right? I can't yeah, use you that? Can't use, I mean, you can use it in life, but you can't use it to add to the roll. Gotcha. Um, yeah, I'm going to, let's see. I'm going to even throw on, so something special about the Z100, it was the, the latest prototype in these Z-Line fighters, um, and what they've managed to add um, was a, a prototype um, hardening substance on the outside of the vehicle. So not only am I putting it into its battering ram configuration, but in fact, uh, the tip um, suddenly becomes crusted and diamond, um, the hardest <laughs> substance known to man. Um and at this point, I am just one large missile speeding towards the yellow vendor. All right, sounds good. So that's is that? A, can I add another D10 for doing that? Uh, so it's a D8. So D8. the first gear you add is a D10. The second gotcha. piece of gear you add oh, is a gotcha. D8, and then it's a D6, and then they're D6s from then on. All right. So that's yours. And do you want to add any danger to this roll? Um, yeah, I'll add some danger. So as as you recall, um. Traffic is still going in all sorts of directions. <laughs> there we go. Um, and by Milo's calculation, by the time he reaches the yellow Avenger, he'll have had to punch through at least uh, four unfortunate passerby's cars. <laughs> and the diamond tip only lasts so long. So it's it's he's unsure whether or not it'll still be hard enough to penetrate the yellow Avenger's um, exceptional armor by the time he's gone through these hapless pedestrians and drivers <laughs> all right sounds good uh, how many dice are you gonna take for that uh that'll be two dice all right and are you gonna ask for any more danger or i'll ask for if someone thinks there's only a little bit more danger i think that's appropriate <laughs> in this situation i can't think of anything it seems like you've already uh chalked up danger pretty high but pat you got anything i don't know i think there's like very there's a storm brewing <laughs> <laughs> So there's a thunder. Oh, there's definitely a thunderstorm brewing. There's, so there's this black Mars, Mars is famous for its thunderstorms. Yeah, there's this black cloud that is gathering specifically above the side of where the statue used to be. I'm sure that's not anything, but <laughs> it is gathering above that spot. And there's red lightning and sort of sparking around. And some of it could possibly hit you as you fly right next to it. Milo thinks to himself that lightning shouldn't be red. <laughs> this is eldritch lightning i can as, as a mystic i can confirm that that is the kind of lightning that you would see when a cultist start trying to summon something that doesn't sound good okay so that's another danger all right so let me let me see what i've got here i've got three more danger which puts me in range of getting stunned all right i'm gonna roll you know I'm gonna roll these over here All right. It looks like I've got five hits. Five hits. All right. So you basically smash through the center of the Yellow Avenger. And what, what does it look like? Um, so if you, have you ever, I'm sure you've seen uh, A New Hope. Star Wars? Star Wars. Imagine <laughs> the Death Star exploding, but just like city size, a little smaller, street size. <laughs> it's just a little so, nuclear explosion. Yeah. And then flying out of it, 
the uh, Z100. The Z100 actually manages to escape relatively unscathed, um, minus uh, an unfortunate tear in the hole right <laughs> above Milo's head. Um, so we're, he's now flying the Z100 convertible version. <laughs> Perfect. All right. And so we're at the end of the round. Uh, Pat, you want to describe what the scene looks like right now based on what we got here? Um, so currently we have the ghost, ghost Milo just destroyed the Yellow Avenger. And it's a scene of like rubble and a storm at the same time. The whole world is starting to wake up to what's happening and gather here. And like people are starting to come here because this is all on the news. And our heroes are getting, getting towards the scene and starting to convene. All right. Oh, more heroes are coming or more more uh, people are coming. More people are coming. More people. Uh-oh. <laughs> well, we'll play with that for a yeah. little bit. Media is watching. Uh and na- all right. And so, we now have uh who wants to go next? Currently the only thing that looks interesting at this point is we have the storm. Oh, well, I think we should and check back and in also with thrash. we have yeah. <laughs> I think thrash. my plan is to I'm well, going to notice now the the yellow avengers and all this is gone now. Yeah, the, so now you've got a tracker. I wonder if there's anything to do with that. Yeah, well, I'm thinking my plan is to you. drop the tracker off still with the oh, right cuz the missile still exploding there. Exploding statue still behind him, yeah. And I'm going to fly away a little bit, shoot back at the statue and then go back home and meet you, meet up with you guys in the uh in the storm. All right, so Pat's Pat's running off into the distance with the statue, right? Is that no? I've just dropped off the statue. Oh, you just dropped off. The I've statue. just dropped off the statue with a uh, tracking device. All right. All right. That's why does the civilian say yummy? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> oh. All right. Do I do a fight for that or something? Yeah. All right. So say say again. What are you doing, Pat? Sorry. I'm speeding off from the the. I put the tracker with the exploding tower, and I'm speeding back off. Oh, okay, so yeah, we're gonna make you go ahead and roll to get that on before the missile hits you, and that is going to be a daredevil again. So, so you need that. Where's the? Where's where's yours? I think that's your. Oh, right. this is yours. Yeah. This is mine. Oh wait. So I just roll this. Uh, well, no. So so you can uh, add danger and yeah, stuff, right? Yeah, all, all the all the normal things. So do you want to use anything that you have here to help you do it quicker? I'll make up. The storm has been expanding like worldwide, and I'm, there's also inclement weather where I am. <laughs> this is becoming a very freakish storm. <laughs> so little little pockets of uh, what's the, what's the ball lightning? Saint Elmo's fire, right? Oh, right? Yeah, Saint yeah, Elmo's yeah. fire is yeah, popping yeah. up all around yeah. Brash ninety six, and I would think that. Um, given that he's an atomic daredevil, this particular um, Eldritch Lightning tends to interfere with his internal circuitry. So I would add a danger for that. Also, the ground's a little bit uneven. uh, Well, uh, he is flying, so that helps. He's currently flying, so I wouldn't know that. The air's a little uneven because of the turbulence. Mm -hmm. Okay. And wait, my cyber body means I don't get the penalty for having a stunned. Oh, you do. Yeah. So stunned doesn't matter. You just keep going. Yeah, I'm a fucking savage. (laughs) (laughs) Those are all threats. So you're going to take another full hit. And you know what that full hit is? The statue explodes while the missile hits it. Can I use my power to do acrobat dodge? What does it do? 
reduce the hit you just took and redirect the attack to one nearby threat. All right. Um, yeah, so we're going to say Maybe that... you could redirect the missile to the statue? Yeah. All right, yeah, that sounds good. That. So, you just, so, so you realize that's about to happen, and you sort of like push away, and you're still going to take a reduced hit here. So you're going to take bashed, okay. but you basically dodge the, mis the missile, and it flies and hits the statue, which then explodes. And it explodes so fine that it, no parts fall and kill people who are around. And So then that's a bashed for, for you, Pat, I think. Yep. So, so you take one bashed, and I'm also going to go ahead. So check that box off. And so now, uh, so now that it's it's all quiet after that explosion, the the statue's gone. Uh, there's a bunch of civilians in the street, sort of, sort, of, sort of like cheering for like danger, danger patrol, danger patrol, danger patrol. You saved us again. You saved <laughs> us again. And I'm sure nothing is going to come of that. What do you guys do? Well, I'm a little perturbed by this large red lightning storm now in my past i may have done some unsavory things as part of a quote unquote cult and i uh, i recognize that red lightning as as something from beyond the mortal ken and i would like to sort of search my memories of a uh, of that dark time to see if i recognize anything about it all right, uh, that sounds like an explorer, most likely, or a professor, probably explorer. Um, and I'd like to, to boost that with the secrets that man was not meant to know. All right. <laughs> <laughs> um, so is that... So it's a D10, D10 right? D10 on and top uh, of it. Mm -hmm. Anything else? Um, yeah, because this is, uh, you know, very unusual lightning, I have to get closer to it than I normally would, <laughs> which means I'm at risk of being lanced and shocked mm -hmm. and fried and all that good tasty stuff tasty all right sounds good how many are you gonna take on that um well i have to get really close to the storm so i think i'm gonna i think i'm gonna take two all right so you're at, you're standing uh at the hole where the statue used yeah, to be I'm, I'm standing at the the yeah exactly sort of on the pedestal all right so that's two hits and two threats so and yeah. I, uh, let me think. Uh -huh. I'm also going to use my lay of the land uh, skill. Okay. Which is, <laughs> um, I use my awareness of the environment to add plus one hit to my action roll, and up to three danger I get in my roll and become bonus die I can use on a future roll or give to an ally. All right, cool. So you get to hold on to these. All right. And let's talk about what happens. All right. So... You've seen an image of this storm before. You saw it on a wall when you were a cultist on the planet Neptune. You were on one of the moons of Neptune, and you were worshiping this god of sorts, um, th this god that is known as the emperor king of Malakaria, or Malakar, depending on who you talk to. And this storm was predicted as his re-entrance into the world. And there's going to and theoretically, as your cult said, there would be a portal that appeared. And experimentally, as you look below you, there's a portal that appears. And flying out of that portal is a set of hounds who sort of like, you just trample over you, pretty much ignoring you, just running out and, and going after all the yummy, edible, and tasty civilians. <laughs> What do you do? Is there any way? Can I, can I jump in here? Yeah. All right. So 
although although Milo knows nothing of this cult, he was not trained in the mystic arts as a ghost. He does know that regular lightning um, seems to kind of enhance his um, his speed and his strength um, <laughs> by commingling with his uh, his aura, his ghostly aura. So I'm going to use my um, spectral aura to try and uh, move closer to the storm and redirect some of the lightning through my uh, incorporeal body at uh, some of these hounds. Okay, that's a... Which is probably going to be a daredevil. Yeah, yeah, it's a daredevil. Unfortunately, yeah. I have a D6 for that. <laughs> but I'm using my spectral aura for that. Okay. Uh, as well as the fact that I'm a ghost. Okay. So I'll add a D8 and a D10 to that. Perfect. Um, D10, there we go. And uh, do you want to take any danger on this roll? Um, well, given that I have to get pretty far into the storm here, um, it's pretty dark in here, and I'm having a difficult time seeing uh, just because of all the black clouds and flashing lights from the red lightning. So it's certainly, I have to make sure I don't hit the civilians instead of the dogs. Of course, of course. And um, do you want to ask for any more danger? Uh, yeah, sure. I'll ask for a little more danger if it's out there. Uh Hmm. Well, anybody else have something? I happen yeah. to know for a fact that he, uh, <laughs> I happen to know for a fact the shadow hunts hounds of what is that? Bale of Bale have an affinity for spectral flesh. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh no, Milo's scent is rather tantalizing to them. So a, a couple members of the, uh, the pack split off. I'm going to say the whole pack. Oh, the whole pack splits off. Off. <laughs> off. So now all of the shadow hands are following me are as well. following you towards the storm. All right. Well, that sounds like at least two more danger. <laughs> yeah. So what, this is going to put me at three. Three more danger. Well, this does, in fact, give me another power token. Um, let's hang on to that for now and we'll roll all right. these things. Let's see. Okay. looks like I've got... Three and three. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to use one of my powers. I'm going to use out of phase uh, and reduce a hit I just took um, and do plus one hit on my next roll. All right. So, so I'll take one of these. Yep. Cool. Uh, oh, wait. What did you say it was? Reduce it? Yeah, it says yeah. reduce yeah, a so hit yeah, I so took. Get, yeah, so get rid of one of the threats. Okay. Dope. So you're and down. And my, my next one. So I'm, gonna, I'm just going to put this on here and remember my next yep. roll. And so you're down to one threat. Um, which I think we have, I think we have enough threats going on. You know what? We'll add one more. <laughs> so, uh, all this madness is happening. You have your civilians who are, uh, scared and screaming and probably not, uh, and probably haven't been able to get away quite yet. Yeah. They're tripping over and each other. They're tripping over each other. It's a whole, it's a whole mass. And these, these hounds are getting ever closer to them. The first ones are almost to the first people in that line who are, of course, terrified, terrified reporters. Um, but out here, we got Bash. And Bash is trying to fly back. And this figure is standing on the rooftop, um, facing away from all this badness. And this figure is a man. In fact, he's a metal man who stands at... No less than six seven. <laughs> <laughs> oh damn, son! Oh snap! I can't believe he's six seven. <laughs> That's, That's so me. tall. It's very very tall. Yeah. Does his face also look tall? Is, uh, his face looks. Is very he a foe or a friend? His face has a skull painted on on it, which obviously <laughs> oh. makes him a friend. That seems pretty friendly to <laughs> me. Yeah. And he booms out at you and says, 
you are outdated. I am here. I was sent here to kill you by the Emperor King of Malacaria. He paid me well for this. And, uh, and so out of his forearms and out of his, his shoulders pop up and two missile launchers come out of it, his forearms rotate out and they're basically Gatling guns and out of his sides come two very tiny pistols, but they're still <laughs> pistols and they're all are about to fire at you. Can I wait? Can I ask real quick? What, yeah. what ended up happening with the hounds? So the hounds kind of like crashed into each other and around you and you sort of managed to get up above them. So they're all sort of hanging out. Beneath so there's you. A, a big pit, writhing pit of hounds below them. Yeah, exactly. Did I manage to do any damage to them or, uh, or maybe you, not? You like knocked a couple, but, not really not really they're still they're, they're they're still happy but they're st- not happy they're still still pretty hungry. strong and still st- hungry but and they're just sort of running into each other all right milling about <laughs> yeah exactly so i think i'm just gonna when i see this skull killer here who's all six seven trying to be cooler than me <laughs> i'm just gonna fly in on him and i'm just gonna use my x-ray vision or z-ray vision Mm-hmm. And just start blasting him, blasting him <laughs> immediately, and like, <laughs> yeah. And oh, I'm gonna use my power. Can I use my power? Yeah, on yeah. Oh, to yeah. fusion overload it, <laughs> which gives me an extra two hits. All right. All right. Sounds good. What do you say? I say, you may look taller than me, but you'll find that my my height is far more impressive than yours. <laughs> oh, perfect. All right. So. I'm going to say that that is a warrior, uh, less not really a daredevil, because you're just kind of coming at him. So start with a D8. Which that one. Oh, and you're actually at the point where you're on your multiplier, right? Yeah. So, so you get two eight-sided dice. Yeah. Ooh. So that. Um, That's because it, of my danger is my middle name, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And now you added Z-Ray Vision, so you get a D10 for that. Uh, go ahead and check and uh, check that one off. And do you want to add any danger to this roll? Um, yeah, he was he was highly highly armored. <laughs> he was hired to kill me, and he he is a very very skilled man. Very skilled <laughs> that sounds like three. <laughs> I would also say, Pat, do you want any more danger? I would love some danger. All right. Well, because he was hired to kill uh, Brash specifically, his bullets are customized to tear through Brash's atomic heart and release a small no. nuclear fusion explosion. <laughs> Shit. I'd add a dice for that. Yeah. That's a lot of danger. That's a lot of danger. <laughs> so so do a I, of danger. What's this? How do I add these two hits? So you'll just, just imagine that there were two extra dice rolled that had... Or I'll imagine there were two extra dice rolled that had um, above a three. Okay. And so add up your da- uh, throw your danger up right now. Yeah. Oh, your next roll is going to be at three. Oh, you got two more power tokens. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> no but I can't use now. those in this turn. Cur- uh, the power tokens? The new ones that I'm getting, right? Right. I won't be able to use these. Yeah, yeah. So this is the one I'm using, so I don't have power mm-hmm. All right. So that's a hit. That's a hit. That's a hit. What the heck? I'm getting awful rolls. That's a hit. That's not bad. <laughs> that's not bad. Plus two, right? Plus, yeah. Oh, yeah. plus two, so that's six. That's six. Damn. All right. So you're at six, and you hit him hard. You're, like, you're not going to kill him, but what part of his body do you damage very badly, and how do you do it? I want to damage. It's weird, so 
<laughs> his knees through his calves are just gone, and he just has no more of that. So he's now about five four. <laughs> I, I tower over him now. All right. He feels inferior to me. I guess in theory that also damages morale. That significantly yeah, yeah, damages morale. Yeah, that's, 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 that's where that's all of his there. morale came from. Was his height. All right, that's that's a heavy blow. <laughs> A low um, blow. Ah. And so he kind of like bumps up and he's jetpacks in his back, of course. And so is like now floating over the street a little bit as you knocked him back with the force of your um, Z-ray vision and that you're taking out of his legs. Um, and what, you got three threats, right? Yeah. Um, he didn't have any threats on him. Um, all right. So you're going to, so he, the thing is he did hit you, right? He fought, he, he, he fired all those many, many, many weapons at you. And some of those bullets, uh, did get through. So you're going to, so part of your hip sort of sheared off and your arm is a little banged up at this point. So you're going to take one, uh, you're going to check off injured right now. Oh wait, no. Sorry, no, you're going to check off Bashed again. So it didn't actually do that much damage to you, but he did knock you back. What happens when I get three Bashes? Uh, Then the next... So what I'm doing right now is I'm doing... So you can go up to five. So you can can get up to five, and it makes a difference. So one is when I add a six-sided dice to a threat to make it more threatening. Uh, Two is I do a reduced hit, which means you mark the lowest box you have. So once you've marked all your Bashes, then you start marking your stuns. Um, three is introduce a new threat. Four is do a full hit, which means that I hit you where your danger's at. So in this case, so that's why I thought I was going to injure you at first. And then five is total disaster. And we're not going to talk about that. (laughs) (laughs) All right. And so, and he, and he looks pissed off that you took his height away. And so he's going to pick up one of those dice and is ready to try and kick your ass. Uh, so what are other people doing? There's all the hounds going over. Yeah. Ty, what, what, what do we got going on with Sibilancia? Well, I know how vitally important it is to stop this portal from opening any wider before anything even nastier can come out. Mm-hmm. But yep. I also am torn because I can't let those tasty civilians get eaten. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to, to go all maximum effort on this, and I'm going to try to... Uh, to corral the hound, the flame tongue hounds of Hyperion, to uh, to do my bidding and direct them against the uh, the other giant pack of hounds that awesome. is milling around. Awesome. So what does I'm, this look? What does it look like when you're trying? When you were like trying to coax the Greebles to go off and fly in a direction? What does it look like? Or, yeah. Well, my eyes sort of glow with yellow pulsing energy, and my whole body sort of starts to shimmer and. I become very difficult to look at. People, people, people feel nauseous. Um, and wisps of st- smoke start coming out of my ears. Yeah. Um, it almost looks like my brain is overheating. It's a, it's a very dangerous art, and it's not one to be uh, undertaken lightly. All right. Um, and in order, to, uh, in order to enhance this... Um, are these are these considered of this world or are they? Oh no, they're very otherworldly. They're very otherworldly. Hyperion's very far away. Okay, so 
I guess since they came out of the, the portal, they're technically considered extra dimensional. Yeah. Um, and they're also clearly beasts because they're hounds. So as a result of my arcane defender and survivor traits, I'm going to do plus two hits against this, this okay. next roll. Um, so I, I'm going to try to, to tame them and redirect their energy while standing in the middle of a um, lightning storm. Okay. So it's a, a task that task that takes my concentration to its very limits. All right. Let's see it. All right. So I think that's going to be, I think that sounds like an explorer. That's an explorer. Role. Absolutely. Um, and I'm going to use my, uh, my dark bargain. Okay. Sort of use the, uh, I, I sap something of myself in order to gain a little bit more power. Okay. So I, I you feel, put, so you're putting something in back into the storm to get yeah, something out of it. Yeah. I feel, I feel my soul withering a little bit. Oh yeah. No, no nothing's going to come of that. Don't worry. <laughs> soul withering is good for you. Uh, <laughs> it helps lose weight. So <laughs> that's a that's twelve sided and a ten sided plus uh, I would say at least three danger. Yep. Mm -hmm. So we'll see. You're not going to ask for any more danger Ooh. on that. Does anyone have Does anyone have any more danger? I mean, it seems pretty dangerous already. Um, I I have a fun danger. Okay. So Brash ninety six was aiming his Z ray vision at Skullkiller and aimed it so hard through his legs that he blew his legs off and then some of that energy kept going and was going almost directly at you and so you you and you're in this other state trying to control these hounds and it's very possible that you might just forget and not <laughs> see it coming and not be able to dodge that z-ray vision coming from your friend okay um all right <laughs> i'll try to you know I guess I will That's another take that danger, danger on. die. Right? Is that another, another danger, danger die, die, or do you yeah. think it's more? I think it's just at least think, one. Yeah, I think it's just one. You also... Yeah, I'm going to add think, my, yeah. two my two uh, bonus die from before. From before. <laughs> so I'll get rid of those two. So let's be taking four more danger. Oh, wow. This is going to be a lot. Okay, so you have four hits. So, again, you calm them. And they're turned away from the civilians and they're like sort of thirsting and looking at the, at the pack of so bale are hounds. The, are you taking the plus two hits into account? Oh, I'm not. So, so that's, that's in fact, so that's a total of six hits, which in fact was exactly the number I was thinking of. So the flame tongued, uh, hounds of Hyperion go and attack the bale hounds and rip into them and they're fighting and they sort of crash into the storefront that's at the corner of this intersection and they're kind of tearing at each other over in there and they'll probably tear themselves to pieces. There'll probably be one or two left. That's still, still a lot of danger left. To make that happen, the storm strikes you and as you put your power into your harm and you're going to take a full hit. Okay. So wherever your paperclip is, mark the thing above that. Okay. So like, is that stunned? stunned? Okay. So that means on your next roll, mm -hmm. fours don't count for hits. Okay. Do they count as dangers if I, if I uh, roll a four? Don't remember off the top of my head. Okay. Uh, we'll, uh, we'll cross that bridge when we get yeah, to we'll, it. Yeah. We'll think about that then. And there we go. Uh, Henry. Well, Milo, so Milo yeah. sees all this goes down. Um, and notice in front of his very eyes, uh, the threat he was trying to deal with has evaporated um, with all those hounds being occupied. So he turns around and now he sees this pack of shadow hounds uh, bearing uh, down before, on him. Before you do that, I'm going to add one thing. You see, uh, so the portal is widening over time, of course. And in fact, I'm going to go ahead and take 
a die and put it on the portal. And this is a countdown. Mm-hmm. Um, so for every action you take. And so I'm going to put it on four. So is it every round of our actions? Every, it, not every round. Every time one of you takes an action. Okay. I'm going to flip that. And it seems that the portal's widening and you see that something's trying to come out of it. And at each edge of the portal now, you realize that it's sort of in this star configuration. And there are these posts that are coming up with a red gemstone set into them. And they're sort of uh. ri- rising up. And so take that into account as you're doing that. I but see. also you have Shadowhounds going after. I do have Shadowhounds going after those ed- civilians. Edible civilians in this case. Hmm. Well, this this puts Milo in a tough spot. It's kind of two things going on right here. Um, <laughs> well, um, as you all will remember, um, the Z100 still around. Of course, it's now the Z100 convertible. <laughs> last run in with the Yellow Avenger. Um, but Limited Milo edition. was just kind of uh, standing up out of the. You could, I guess you could call it a sunroof. Now it was more of a sunhole in the roof of it, um, <laughs> doing all the stuff with the lightning last round. Seeing these these shadow hounds of of Bale, is that what they are? Mm-hmm. So Milo sees that happening um, and realizes um, he has to deal with that threat, but he also has to take a stab at um, at the the storm, the the portal that's opening, particularly the gemstones. Um, and he realizes that uh, it might it might destroy the Z100, but if he bypasses the the limiters on the afterburners, um, the flame trails from the Z100 should just barely reach the shadow hounds and roast them um, without touching the civilians while simultaneously sending the uh, battering ram Z100 speeding towards the gemstone forming in front of the portal. Um, so I think that's going to be a flyby roll for that difficult maneuver. All right. Yeah. I like it. Um, Do you gonna, so I assume you're using your Z100 there. Yeah, that's definitely going to be that. Uh, I'll throw on the afterburners. All right. Get a D10. Um, unfortunately, uh, while this is happening, the Greebles, which have so far been idle, uh, are becoming increasingly agitated with the uh, electricity in the air. And they start approaching the, the path of the Z100, which throws its piloting computer for a loop. Um, fortunately, uh, Milo, being a top pilot, um, knows exactly what to do in this situation and throws it into manual. Um, <laughs> there's a reason I'm still here. And so he is now piloting the craft himself towards the storm. Oh, I like that reading. Oh, there's a reason I'm still here. Anything else you want to add? Uh, well, that's definitely a danger for mm-hmm. the yeah, Greebles. Yep, the Greebles. Um, now, I actually still have a plus one hit from on this one this from my true. last round. Um, so I'm even going to, I'm going to say those, those Greebles are a two danger. Okay, sounds good. They're, They're very angry greebles that are also well, the, venomous. So the venom they have actually is... Affects uh, ghosts. Well, not ghosts, but it is it is exactly the compound um, that the, the military tries to keep a secret because it melts through Z100 armor <laughs> like butter. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, are you going to ask for any other dangers? Would anyone like to add some danger to this? I would love to. All right. So there is a mysterious figure who is flying on dark wings. It actually looks very similar to Sibilancia's uh, flying craft. And that figure seems to be going to reach and grab one of the gemstones. I have a question too, actually. So, So am I, can I use powers multiple times in a scene? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. As long as you have the tokens to spend for them. Yeah. Great. Great. 
All right. Well, that's a lot of dice. <laughs> Pretty good roll, though. That was about half an hour. Mm, not quite. Okay. I'm definitely going to... Um, because yeah. it's such a difficult maneuver and yeah. certainly puts Milo in harm's way, he's going to once again shift out of phase, um, which unfortunately slightly reduces his piloting ability since his hands <laughs> tend to pass through the wheel a little bit, but also protects him from danger. Yeah. All right. So I've got I've got four and three uh, there. Four, four including your extra one from... Yeah. Okay. So I'm going to give you a choice here. <laughs> So you can either let the shadow hounds get to the civilians and not quite get to uh dis- to destroying the portal or mm. you can get to the portal in time and also intercept that shadowy figure. Well, Faced with this predicament, Milo thinks back to all his years of training um, and recalls um, one of the lesser used but nonetheless still present configurations um, that the Z100 has, uh, which is bridge configuration. It's a very utilitarian one. Now, doing so while the afterburners are fully on uh, and you're charging towards uh, an obstacle normally would rip a Z100 to shreds, but Milo... Um, being the expert pilot he is knows how to hold his ship together during nice. that maneuver. Um, and so the, the Z 100 makes a horrible screeching noise, but extends, um, getting that afterburner just in range of the hounds while simultaneously keeping it on its desired course. All right. Sounds good. So the hounds are, instead of being killed, diverted with, from the civilians, they too crash into the opposite store front where we have another set of hounds sort of just tearing at each other. And and uh, Milo makes it um, to reach um, at the same crystal that the figure is at. And so they're together. All right. And the Greebles sadly do crash into the Z100, <laughs> oh, no. uh, melting through it and doing some damage. Some damage, but they're mostly diverted. And so you're going to take a reduced hit, um, but I'm putting a threat die on the figure because he has noticed you so i just take a bashed for that right yeah. correct yeah uh so okay i have a question um i've maybe i asked this before but does this danger ever go away yes it does go away okay yeah, yeah. at the end of the scene right uh not entire um i don't know if it goes entirely away at the end of the scene we're, so we're, we're gonna do yeah so once this scene finishes we're gonna do an interlude okay which is a scene which where we basically like you guys talk to each other and and recover and then try to figure out what the fuck is going on and that and that and that's going to be an opportunity to like refresh gear and also move danger back. Gotcha. Down. All right. So we're, this is where. We're, so let's. I'm gonna go ahead and describe where we're at right now. All right. I'm gonna say these two. So the civilians. A lot of the civilians have escaped, except for some. Except for some that are, are just been so scared of the greebles and three sets of shadow hounds coming at them that they they're just sort of tripping all over themselves and sort of stuck in a, in a street. And there's also a broken down car that's making it really hard for them to run away. And in two separate shopping malls that are across from each other on the way there are shadow hounds uh fighting all over each other one of them is a set of flame-tongued hounds from hyperion who uh, matthias's character sibilancia managed to co-opt to fight on their side and fight against the bale hounds of the, they're just bale hounds 
And there's also a set of bale hounds who were redirected by the Z100's extension into a bridge. And they are, have crashed around, but they're starting to come back into the square and are ready to go and attack either the fil- uh, and are ready to go attack the civilians again, or soon will be. Uh, I'm actually going to put a die on them. So there are two actions left on them before doing that. And then there's a large storm with poles extending that is making the portal slowly, slowly larger. There's lightning striking everywhere. And there are two men fighting over the size of their height uh, on, the other <laughs> side, uh, uh, on a rooftop uh-huh. over by the side. Now, I have a question. So will removing one of the crystals shut down the portal? I feel like that's something that, that my inquiry in the Yeah, that, you, you would know that. And yes, remo- yes removing one would. Okay. Another thing about these crystals is if one of them is taken, then it can later it can very quickly divide again into five, and a portal can be made somewhere else with those other five crystals. Oh, so, so it's important that we. Uh, my character probably has no idea that that's going on. That's probably right? true. But you see a figure who is going to grab yeah. one of those crystals. Yeah. And he's in a rope. All right. What do you do? All right. So. My plan is, though I'm tall, like, at this point, I am objectively taller than this guy, and he's just arguing over his height, so I'm not going to entertain this argument anymore. <laughs> so I'm going to fly over to this pack of shadow hounds, and I'm okay. going to put down, like, a little tarp, and I'm going to use my magna grapple line and shoot yep. it up into the storm and connect it to the tarp to lure oh. the shadow hounds into it. And then, I, yeah. Wait, say, say again? I'm gonna basically I'm gonna lure the shadow hounds into a tarp so that once they get there it like bags them up like one of those little traps and it sends them uh, into the storm. Oh, so you're not storm. just trying to electrify them; you're trying to hurdle them into the storm itself. Yeah. Okay. All sounds right. good. That that's a daredevil again. Wouldn't setting a trap be an agent move? Um. It might be a oh, professor are you, move. Are you setting? Are you setting the trap specifically? Or luring them into. I the think trap. it might be a, a professor one because I'm making like a like little device. Oh, are you building a? Are you yeah. physically building something? Yeah. Okay. So show show us how uh, you build this gadget. Like Ooh. like you don't have to describe the technical I, readouts I found, of it. Obviously, I have a tarp in my bag. Oh, have to lean closer. Uh, I have a tarp in my bag, yeah. and basically I just like set it out, and I put a bunch of wiring on it such that it goes to my magna grapple line. Yeah. And I shoot the magna grapple line at the eye of the storm, so that it goes there. <laughs> All right, that's that's a professor. <laughs> yeah, I would be an excellent professor. <laughs> so that's a D10, and I get another one because. But you get two D10, right? Because you're doubled. And if I move, D10, how much danger is that? So well, so now you, now we describe how much danger, and yeah. So are you going to take any? Are you going to add anything to this moment? Mm, that that I, might go wrong. I think that's pretty dangerous on its own. All right, so. But if so, if you want to take danger dice, though, you have to oh, intensify the situation somehow. Either you're putting yourself specifically more into danger, so maybe like you have to hold the you have to hold the line that's connected to the, that's like yeah, I have into to be I have to be standing right next to the because the way the trap works, I do need the shadow hunt to come there. Yeah, so I have to be standing right on the trap until they get there, and then when when they get there, I move off and I finesse. All right, sounds good. Um, unbeknownst to Brash ninety six, the same bait that attracts shadow hands is also tantalizing to Greebles. <laughs> <laughs> so they start drifting over as well, which adds another danger dice. All right. So much. Um, so yeah, I mean, you can take as much as you want for that. Anywhere from one to five. Probably like two total, right? For this yeah. one. Yeah, probably. Two. 
I'd also like to add some danger because <laughs> yep. although although Brash may have uh, settled his dispute with Skull Killer in 9002, Skull Killer is so enraged by the loss of his legs and by <laughs> his height that he just he just unloads as Brash is running away and he's just spraying the ground with bullets and it's it's really hard to get to the hounds and it's harder still to maintain your composure standing in a trap while someone's shooting at you. <laughs> All right, so that's another danger die. So this moves up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so then I get another... Do I get my third? Because I'm in the times three now. Um, yeah, we'll say. I don't know if that's true, but I'll, we'll say, yeah. And you also get a power token. Okay. Two. <laughs> <laughs> but where is the... How do I find another times ten dice? Uh, somebody have another ten. Yeah, I got one. That's twelve-sided. Here, here's a 10. All right, there we go. And I would like to use my fusion overload in this. Turn. All right, sounds good. Yeah. What does that do, Pat? So it maybe gives me plus two hits on my action. Yeah. Okay. Right. Oh, that's a solid roll. It's a miss. It's a miss. That's a hit. That's a hit. So that's, that's six a hits plus total. That's six hits. Yeah. yeah. So you so you snap up both the shadow hounds and the greebles um but as that is happening you do take a you do take some fire from skull killer and you're going to take a reduced hit so take yeah. one more take one more bash i'd like to use my other my power to do an acrobat dodge okay and reduce the hit i just took and redirect it to do one more hit to a nearby target okay and i'm going to shoot that at skull killer because <laughs> i hate him <laughs> so what does that look like how do how, how do how do you redirect his own attack at him Ooh, i i just pull out like if you want to he can shoot a missile at you no my suit my suit is suddenly made of vibranium <laughs> Suddenly. <laughs> and it has reflective powers. That's it, that's what the core. The, so the core overlords sort of helped on that, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah hard in the metal. Yeah. But yeah, I'm redirecting the hit to Skullboy Killer. <laughs> All right, sounds good. And you, and that hit, and that hit from his own bullet just knocks off his arm. Yeah, uh, one wow. of his arms. That so he's painful. he's he's in pieces right now. Yeah. And. The Shadowhound losing his wingspan. Once now, the too. Shadowhound has gone, one fl- flock of Greebles is gone, all taken up in this large tarp. All the there's less movement coming out of the mall as the pack of Bale Hounds has sort of um, spent itself on the Hyperion pack of hounds. Uh, the edible civilians have escaped at this point. Let's go. So clearing the field, and all that's left is Skull Killer, a figure, and the portal that is slowly rising. All right. I think this is as good a time as any to try to seal the portal. And I noticed that uh, Milo's timely arrival at the crystal has distracted the figure whose hands were just uh, wrapping around the crystalline base of the, uh, the star structure. Mm-hmm. And seeing this opportunity, uh, Sibilantia decides it's time to collect all the crystals and, and dispose of them once and for all. Mm-hmm. So he's going to use his uh, his teleportation okay. to sort of zip around, um, zip around mm-hmm. the uh, the sort of star configuration and pick and up each of the crystals. Pick up each of the crystals, but since it lets him split his action in two, yeah, he's also going to he's this is this is a huge like burst of of mystical energy. Yeah, so he's going to try to grab all the crystals and. I don't know how to destroy them. 
Um, I don't know how to destroy them. And, ah, okay. So he's going to try to gather all the crystals and teleport into uh, the secure lockbox of the, uh, the guild of the cyclic orbit. Okay. I like it. All Sounds right. good. So, so you're splitting that into two actions, you said? Yeah. So, that's gonna so be the two first one's to rules. gather the crystals, okay. and the second one is to teleport into the... So I'm going to say the first is a daredevil, okay. and the second is going to be a explorer. Okay. So the first action is a D. Because the first one, you're just using your teleport to yeah, like yeah. get around really quickly, which is something that's more like, a yo, daredevil. this is yep, going to yep. be really cool. And then the second one is I need to teleport a really long distance. Okay. So now, of course, teleporting this close to an interdimensional portal runs the risk of <laughs> accidentally <laughs> teleporting through the portal. So you better throw in a danger die for that. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna throw in three because that's a pretty that's a pretty happy. That, yeah, that's a big yeah. scary thing that could happen. That is a big scary thing that could happen. Um, I'm also going to use uh, uh, because the portal is uh, Malakarian in its origin. I'm going to channel the black mists of Malakar that are emitting from it yep. uh, to enhance my mystic energy. And uh, I guess also <laughs> feed off all the eldritch energy that's already in the air. Okay. So it's sort of drawing two distinct power sources. As all well. right. So is that it's an a, extra D10? And a, a D10, right? And a D8. You're going to use both of them? Yeah. yeah. Nice. Okay, so this is... And everybody time. knows you shouldn't the mix Eldritch yeah, energies. Oh, no, you definitely shouldn't. You don't cross the streams as far as Eldritch energies. That's an awful idea. But same time, do what works. In desperate times, thanks. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I'm going to go with... Uh, I guess... Does anyone want to add any danger? Mm, I'll add some danger. Okay. Uh, we'll say that... It, t- it takes you a moment to channel your powers, right? Like, mm-hmm. And we'll say that Skull Killer... Um, sees you and while he does have this incredible um, hatred of brash 96 for being outdated and uh, along with taking off his height he realizes that his job is to protect this portal and he should probably shoot at this person so um, skull killer is going to take a couple shots at you which isn't a huge difference but yeah I'll add, I'll add a danger to that mm-hmm. uh, and because this is a since this is an extra dimensional threat I'll add plus one to my hit all right, sounds good. Actions. Uh, oh, you're doing. Oh, you're doing them both at once. Oh, should I do them one at a time? Sh- yeah. Okay. Oh so, wait, so did you add that amount of danger for, to both actions? No, I, had, I split the danger in half. Okay. Yep. Or do you think that it? Let's do them one, but let's do them one by one. Okay. So this is the first one to mm-hmm. gather the crystals. Yeah. So I'll say that's five die. Ooh. Brutal. Did you did you have plus one hit on that? Yeah, I have plus one hit. So three and three. So, so three, three and three. three. All right. So you go and you get one crystal. You go, you grab another crystal. You get another crystal. You grab another crystal. And you appear and you take the crystal out of the hand of the figure who sees you. And you sort of brush the skin of that figure. Mm-hmm. And it sort of sh- shocks you. Oh, no. <laughs> and you're going to take uh, a reduced hit here. Okay. Oh, shit. Wait. You were stunned last yeah, round, weren't you? Yeah, so I was you? stunned. So I, it's only two hits. It's only two hits. Okay. So, yeah, so you go to grab the crystal, and you ba- you get the crystal, but you're locking hands with the figure, and that will give you a bashed, and that's a reduced hit. And if you choose to teleport away right now, you're going to take this mysterious figure into the vault with you. <laughs> hmm. Is that is that this 
that yeah. figure right there? Yeah, okay. same figure. Yep, same figure you saw before. Okay. Um, and also now he's involved, so I'm gonna roll this die on your next one. Okay. If you decide, if you if Sibilancia decides to try to teleport there, can I change it? Can I change my course of action? Yeah, absolutely. Since I've split it in two. All right. Well. Instead of channeling uh, my mystic energies to teleport, I'm going to try to uh, to dislodge this figure from the crystal in his hands using a burst of eldritch energy. Okay. And it's, it's gonna the the form is gonna be in a punch. It's okay. Just, I'm gonna channel all the mystic energy through my free fist. I've got the crystals in one. You ever watch um, what is it? Iron Fist. Iron Fist. No. Yeah. <laughs> it's something similar to that. I'm gonna channel my chakra. Okay. Chi. I guess it's chi. All right, so I guess that would be a warrior. That's a warrior. Of an explorer. Yep. So that's an eight and eight and a f- the danger that was left. Mm-hmm. Did you add your danger on? Did you go up danger on your? Oh, I did. Thing? I think okay. so you got three, right? Uh, mm-hmm. That was one, two, three, four. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so I need another D eight. There we go. Thanks. All right, so this is to to whack the baddie in the face with. Nice. Brutal. <laughs> so again, fours don't count for yep. anything, and two. So you're going to take another. So he, you go and punch him, and he just moves his head to the side, and you miss, and he elbows you in the in the face, and pulls free, holding the crystal. Ooh, rough. Oh, damn it, Ty. <laughs> and he's going to attempt to teleport away. Uh, you see him channeling in the same way that you've seen Sibilancia teleport before. What do you do? Well, seeing all this <laughs> go down, um, Milo, ever the irritable um, ghost, noticing all of the actions he's taking one by one sort of slip through his fingers. First the hounds go away. Now the figure teleports <laughs> away. Uh, Milo's feeling peeved and decides to take the initiative here. Um, and it occurs to him that um, Skull Killer 9002, um, big hint with the fact that he has a number in his name, might in fact be uh, entirely robotic. <laughs> um, and so he sort of he reaches, reaches out a little bit and finds that in fact Skull Killer is robotic. And being a ghost, Milo is capable of um, possessing and controlling inanimate objects, which Skull Killer is in fact. Um, so Milo's going to attempt to. Um, redirect skull killer um to sort of start targeting his fire on the figure that um Sibilancia is currently grappling with all right sounds good and so that's going to be a explorer i think all right so that's a d8 for me all right and are you to the point where you're in multiples for danger yet no not quite not yet i'm also i'm gonna um I need to use my spectral aura okay. to, uh, to affect the skull killer. Sounds good. Uh, any other gear you want to use? Um, well, it also occurs to me that I have a turbo rifle that I haven't um, <laughs> I haven't used at all yet uh, in this whole encounter. Um, and while I don't want to damage skull killer, I do want to distract the figure uh, so he doesn't see this coming. So I'm gonna fire a few pot shots off at the skull killer or at the figure as well. And then and then, and then slip into Skull Killer. Exactly. Nice. So that'll be another D eight for me. Mm-hmm. 
And now do you want to take any danger with this? Um, I do want to take some danger. So Skull Killer being uh, Skull Killer 9002, that's a very high number, suggesting a very advanced <laughs> model. Uh, in fact, the designers um, accounted for the fact that ghosts might uh, want to possess the these types of robots. And so they, uh, they added an anti-poltergeist field um, to Skull Killer. Now, luckily for Milo, he's only a half ghost. He's, as we mentioned, only half deceased. Um, so... <laughs> There is a chance that uh, the field will not completely override his abilities, but he also runs the risk of being uh, violently rejected in his attempt to possess Skull Killer. So that's right. what I'm going to take. Uh, I'll take three danger die for that. Yeah, okay. and I've still got another plus one hit from my last action actually because right. I used my out of face. Anything? Any? Do you want to add any other danger or ask for any other danger? Yeah. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> All right. Anybody have any ideas? Pat or Ty? Or, um, or no, actually, you know what? I think, I mean, I, I think I'm pretty good with this. Yeah, looks, right, looks yeah sounds good. Handful. Okay, so we got four hits and three on me. All right. So you, uh-oh, one more. Because this is dealing definitely with Skull Killer and it's dealing with the figure. Ah. So those don't count for hits, but one of them counts for another threat. So you're okay. at four threats. And so you get you get into Skull Killer, and it is an incredible machine. There, you feel there's so much power in there. Even without an arm and even yeah, even, even, even when he's short. <laughs> even 5'4 so, so Skull Killer. It, it is so powerful. And you, and you feel that you have like this ray that you can release out of your chest. And you release it out of, out of the chest um, at the figure. And you hit, and you do hit the figure, and you actually blast this figure across into the mall, doing doing him certainly a lot of d damage, and you're so psyched for a second, and then you get violently expelled from this thing, and you're going to take a full hit on that. So that'll be stunned. That's uh, injured. Or no, injured. injured. And so what does it look like for you to get injured? What does it look like for a ghost to be injured? Uh, it doesn't look like any human injury. So as I get violently expelled from this thing, um, it happens kind of limb by limb, right? So you see my arm kind of violently eject out of it, and then my legs, and then my body, and finally it's just my head still stuck in Skull Killer's head. <laughs> um, but instead of my head popping out, uh, it explodes. It just poofs into a cloud of dust. And of course, um, being a ghost... I can reform that, but it'll take me some time. So right now, Milo's walking around without a properly formed head. Versus, uh, versus spaceship loses its hood. And now he loses his head. <laughs> All right. And now, so is the is the crystal knocked from the figure's grasp? It is not. And that so figure is blasted gone. into the yeah. mall with one of the crystals still in his hand. Yep, and he's disappeared by the oh, time no. you get to the mall. We can't find him. You can't. Oh, you don't know where he is. Okay. No, you don't know where he is, and the and everything is quiet now. The storm has gone away. The portal has disappeared. Um, everybody's run away, and there's just a destroyed square. About there's a couple. There's many rocket cars broken on the ground. There are a couple of bodies. It looks. It's a, it's a scary looking space. And now you're left here alone. And we're gonna take a break.
Hey guys, thanks again for listening. If you, like me in the episode, can't remember what the game we were playing is called, it's Danger Patrol by John Harper. You can find his stuff at 17design.com. If you like the show, go ahead and leave a rating on iTunes. That helps us a ton. If you could email me at sceneplaypod at gmail.com, that won't help the podcast in any way, but it might make me happy because I like getting email from people. You can find us on Facebook. I believe we have a Twitter. I've been told that. And... If you tell a friend about the show, that is really the best way you can help us. We're not advertising anywhere at the moment, so word of mouth is the best way for us to get around. And today, I do, in fact, have a poem for you. This is Limits by Ralph Waldo Emerson. Who knows this or that? Hearken the wall to the rat. Since the world was, he has nod. Of his wisdom, of his fraud... What dost thou know in the wretched little beast? Is life and heart, child and parent, not without relation to fruitful field and sun and moon? What art thou? His wicked eye is cruel to thy cruelty. <laughs>